Good morning. For Wednesday, December 22, 2010, this is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. President Obama is close to a victory on the arms treaty, and the South and West see large gains in the latest census. In today's national news, stopgap spending disrupts government agencies, colleges reconsider ROTC after don't ask vote, and plan would require health insurers to justify their rate hikes. In today's business headlines, Deutsche Bank makes a deal in the tax fraud case. House passes overhaul of laws on food safety, and the EEOC sues Kaplan for using credit history in hiring. There will, of course, be more business stories, along with more national and world news, the latest from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. Here's the top story, written by Peter Baker from Washington. It's headlined, Obama Close to Victory on Arms Treaty. An arms control treaty pairing back American and Russian nuclear arsenals won a decisive vote in the Senate on Tuesday, clearing it for final approval and handing President Obama an important foreign policy victory. The Senate voted 67 to 28 to end debate on the treaty, known as New Start, mustering the two-thirds majority needed for ratification despite a concerted effort by Republican leaders to sink the agreement. Eleven Republican senators joined every Democrat present to support the treaty, which now heads to a seemingly certain final vote of approval on Wednesday. The outcome was another bipartisan victory for Obama, who emerged politically wounded from last month's midterm elections, but then successfully pressed Congress to enact several of his top priorities. At his behest, lawmakers passed an $858 billion package of tax cuts and unemployment benefits, and they ended the long-standing ban on gay men and lesbians serving in the military. New START was the last major challenge of the session for Obama, and in some ways it was the clearest assertion of his authority in the face of an emboldened Republican Party. The tax cut deal required the president to swallow a compromise that extended the lower, expiring Bush-era tax rates, even for the wealthy, alienating much of his own party. The overturning of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell military policy was driven in the final days as much by senators as by the White House. By putting his prestige on the line to push through the treaty before the end of the year, Obama made the fight a high-profile test of his clout in the new political environment. Just a month ago, prospects for the treaty appeared bleak in the face of Republican resistance. But Obama mounted an unusually relentless campaign to win over enough Republican senators to bypass their party's leaders. Today's bipartisan vote clears a significant hurdle in the Senate, said Senator John Kerry of Massachusetts, the Democratic chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, and the president's chief ally on the floor. We're on the brink of writing the next chapter in the 40-year history of wrestling with the threat of nuclear weapons, he said. Republican critics called it a bad deal, arguing that the treaty's inspections were inadequate and that non-binding language in its preamble could give Russia leverage to try to keep the United States from deploying missile defense installations in Eastern Europe. The administration did not negotiate a good treaty, said Senator John Kyle of Arizona, the number two Republican and the leader of the opposition. They went into negotiations, it seems to me, with the attitude with the Russians just like the guy that goes into the car dealership and says, I'm not leaving here until I buy a car. 
The treaty requires the United States and Russia to reduce their nuclear stockpiles so that within seven years of ratification, neither deploys more than 1,550 strategic warheads and 700 launchers. It would also resume on-site inspections that lapsed last December when the original treaty expired. The United States currently has 1,950 deployed strategic warheads and 798 deployed launchers, according to the Federation of American Scientists, while Russia has 2,540 deployed strategic warheads and 574 strategic launchers. Because of counting rules, each side may not have to shelve as many weapons as those numbers imply, according to experts. The vote cleared the way for a final vote, although senators were still discussing a raft of Republican amendments on Tuesday night. For final passage, the Constitution requires two-thirds of senators present. With Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon, absent after prostate surgery, that means supporters need 66 votes. The Russian parliament must approve it as well, but given the Kremlin's dominance, that is considered a formality.